You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Shall continue um, with the Shemaim um, that we started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and now I think after the introductory um, chapter, uh, the, the, the book is split into different sections. And the first section um, focuses uh, on the physical appearance of the Prophet Sarasana. Um, uh, <coughs> he begins. No may Allah enrich our knowledge that Allah created our Master Muhammad وسلم, with the finest and most beautiful of human appearances. He وسلم, is the epitome of creative beauty and physical and behavioral excellence. All those who saw him and described him agreed that no one like him had ever been seen. Al-Bara bin Azib said, The Prophet وسلم, had the handsomest face and the most excellent character of all people. He was neither excessively tall nor short. He also said that the Prophet وسلم, was of medium height and broad-shouldered. His hair fell to his earlobes. I saw him wearing a red shawl. I have never seen anything more beautiful than him. The commander of the believers, Ali bin Abi Talib, <coughs> said, The mission of Allah was neither short nor tall. His head was large, his hands and feet were fleshy. The complexion of his face was red. He had a thin line of hair from his chest to his navel. When he walked, it was as though he was descending from a height. I saw na- neither before nor after him anyone like him. It is related for Ali <coughs> that when he described the mission of Allah he would say the mission of Allah was neither excessively tall nor short but rather was of a medium stature. His hair was neither curly nor straight but rather was wavy and flowing. He was not corpulent. His face was not completely circular but was slightly rounded. His complexion was white with redness. His eyes were very black. His eyelashes were long. His joints were large and his shoulders broad. He was smooth skinned, a thin line of hair ran from his chest to his navel. His hands and feet were fleshy, and he walked with vigor as though descending from a height. When he turned to look at something, he would turn with his whole person. Between his shoulders was the seal of prophethood, and he was the seal of the prophets. His heart was the soundest of hearts, his speech was the most truthful of speech. He was the gentlest of people and kindest of them in companionship. Whoever saw him unexpectedly would be awestricken. Whoever came to know him would love him. Whoever described him would say, I saw neither before nor after him anyone like him. Bayhaqi and others related that when the Messenger of Allah agreed from Makkah to Medina with Abu Bakr bin Amr bin Fuhaira, Abu Bakr's servant, and their guide Abdullah bin Uraytiz al they passed by the tent of Umm Ma'bad and Iqab bin Khalid, an elderly woman who used to sit in the campground and feed and water those who passed. They asked her if she had any meat or milk they might buy, but they found she had none. She said to them, By Allah, if, I had anyth- if we had anything, we wouldn't leave you wanting, but our people are experiencing a barren year. The Messenger of Allah looked at a you which had happened to appear at the side of the tent and said, What is this you, Umm Ma'bad? It is the you which fatigue has forced to fall behind the other sheep, she said. Is there any milk in it? The Prophet asked. She replied, It is too weak for that. He said, Would you permit me to milk it? She replied, If it can be milked, then milk it. And in another narration, Yes, my father and mother would be sacrificed for you. If you feel it can be milked, then milk it. The Messenger of Allah called for the you and wiped his hands on its udder and mentioned the name of Allah and called for a pail that would suffice the whole company until they slept. The you moved its legs apart and expressed milk in abundance until the pail was full. The Prophet gave Ummatid and her companions to drink and they drank until they were satisfied and then the Prophet finally drank saying, He who gives people to drink should drink last. Then he filled the pail again with milk and left it with her in one duration said, Give this to Abu Ma'bid, her husband, and he comes to you. Then they left. Soon afterwards her husband Abu Ma'bid came home came driving thin emaciated sheep. When he saw the milk he was astonished and said, Where did this milk come from, O Ma'bid? When there is no animal that gives milk in the house and ewes are far from the pasture. 
No, by Allah, she said, but a blessed man passed by us and she told the story. Describe him for me, he said. She replied, I saw a man of visible radiance, his appearance beautiful, his face bright, and with neither protruding ribs nor a small head, handsome and fair. His eyes were deep black and his eyelashes were lush. His voice was mellow and soft, the whiteness of his eyes was bright, and his pupils were very black. His eyebrows were fine at the corners and connected. His neck was long, his beard full. When he was silent, he appeared dignified. When he spoke, he was eminent and crowned with magnificence. His speech was sweet, his words precise, neither too little nor too much, like a string of pearls flowing down. He was the most striking and beautiful of people when seen from afar, and the fairest of them when seen up close. He was medium height, neither agreeably tall nor scornfully short, a branch between two branches. Among the, among the three, he was the most radiant in appearance, the finest of them in stature. He was surrounded by companions. When he spoke, they listened attentively. When he gave orders, they hastened to fulfill them. Honored and surrounded by followers, he neither frowned nor criticized. Abu Ma'bad said this by Allah is the man of Quraysh. We are searching for, and if I encounter him, I will seek to accompany him. In another narration, he said, if I see him, I will follow him, and I will strive to find a way to do so. Then he migrated to the Prophet and accepted Islam. Muslim and Tamini narrated on the authority of Al-Jurayri, and he said to Abu Al-Tafayn, Did you see the Messenger of Allah? He replied, Yes. Abu Al-Tafayn said, How did he appear to you? And in Tamini narration, describe him for me. He said the Messenger of Allah was white with a handsome face, and in another narration, he said, White, handsome, and medial. Um, I just wanted to go back and, and highlight a few um, things from the passage um, that we read. Um, um, I think firstly one of the things that, that always stands out um, are the, the two, the two um, accounts that we have here um, about the appearance of the Prophet One of course is from Ali Dariwaran and he of course kept the Prophet company for a long time. Um, and the second, you know, this woman that he met he met her the one time, and yet when she described uh, him uh, to her husband, she described him with such a detail that one of us, you know, would just struggle to describe his brother in that much detail to, to see exactly what his hair was like and what his eyes were like and what this was like and how he carried himself. Um, and this, but this was the effect that the Prophet had on people. This was the effect he had on the companions that they were so. Um, fond of him, uh, that they they were able to describe him <coughs> in such detail, and this was the effect that he had on people that he would meet for the first time. You know, uh, one of us would never, for someone that we had a short encounter with, we could maybe you know just about if you were to ask what they were wearing, what color their eyes were. Oh, this these are things that you'd be able to remember about them. But this was you know this wasn't any ordinary person. Um, second, I think one thing that always stands out in. in descriptions of the Prophet's appearance is that he was always, his characteristics and his features are always the middle, he was neither too short nor was he too tall, um, his skin was always of a, a medium tone and, and one of our teachers said that the, the, the wisdom behind this is that all people can, can find something about their appearance that they feel is something in, in common with the Prophet and this is, this is a wisdom because it, it, it gives us uh, it, it's obviously something that we like to hear, and it gives us encouragement, and it lets us know that, you know, of course, we can never reach his rank, but <coughs> he is a man like who, um, we are in terms of, you know, we're both physical bodies. Of course, he's not like us in so many ways, but 
it means that he, you know, we, our aim should always be to emulate him. Um, you know, Islam doesn't uh, elevate him to such a status where you know we just say, okay, that was the Prophet and that was how he did things, but that was just his example. You know, that's not what we're aiming for. Of course, we can never reach that, but uh, you know, that uh, his example is the example that, that, that we are to 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 follow. Um, I think other things that, that, that stand out, um, there was always a description of, of the Prophet when he walked, he would walk as though he was descending on someone from a height. So although he wasn't, um, he wasn't, wasn't excessively tall, um, part of uh, his sort of majesty was that when he, uh, you know, if someone really tall walks towards you, you sort of, you know, you're, you're aware that this is someone with a presence. And like that, he, you know, it wasn't his height necessarily that gave him the presence, but the other things about him meant that if he uh, entered into a gathering or he approached people, then he had this presence uh, about him. Uh, it's also said that when he spoke to someone, that he would always, he wouldn't just speak to them, he would turn his whole body towards them. Uh, and that was part of his wisdom as well, because it, it meant that whatever person he was speaking to felt that their, his entire uh, attention was focused on them. And that's very important, that's very important um, to, to give people their dues, to give people the respect that they're due, and to make people feel, you know, part, part because of who he was, it was important that people felt that he had time for them. Um, and of course he did, and you know, this was how he showed them um, that, that that was the case. Um, and you know, it said that when people would, would first meet him, um, and you know, people who were seeking out the Prophet, and they would meet him, they would be utterly awestruck and they would sort of be lost for words and, and trembling and, and, and not know how to conduct themselves. Um, and yet, when they had spent time in his company, then he would be, you know, as close to them uh, as, as, as their own family and they, would, they, would, they could joke with him, they were, they were very comfortable around him. Uh, and that in itself is an amazing thing because, um, you know, if, if, you, uh, if you think of any sort of person of authority or any sort of leader, uh, in today's age, they will do everything they can to, to make sure that others are aware of their authority, aware of their power, uh, and rather than putting people at ease, for them it is uh, you know, a mark of the respect that others have for them, that they feel intimidated in their presence. I mean, I, I'm not just talking about world leaders here. Within the hospital, I'm sure that you, you might encounter characters like this that, that like to know that others are aware of their authority and power. And this isn't, you know, this isn't from the Sunnah of the Prophet his, his Sunnah was to, to make people feel at ease, uh, make people feel that they um, were, were able to interact with him in a way that they would uh, learn from him uh, and be able to follow his, his example. <coughs>